welcome to the Offscript podcast. Offscript is intended to be an informative and interview-based podcast series that encourages pharmacists and student pharmacists to think outside of the prescription pad. The Offscript podcasts are developed by the APHA ASP National Policy Standing Committee and cover a variety of topics from experts in the field to help our members advance in the profession of pharmacy. My name is Rachel Dietrich, and I am a member of the APHA ASP National Policy Standing Committee. We will discuss APHA Resolution 2022.3, Expanding Pharmacist Point of Care Testing and Prescriptive Authority during this episode. Hi, Rachel. Glad to be here. Uh, my name is Dylan Soliday, and I'm a third-year student pharmacist at the University of Hawaii at Hilo. I am currently my chapter's policy vice president for a second year and previously served as the 2022 APHA ASP regional delegate for Region 8. I'm also a student board member with the Hawaii Pharmacists Association and have worked with their government affairs committee to help keep pharmacists across the state informed about advocacy efforts related to the profession. Hello, Rachel. My name is Mayn. Thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm a current final years of Roseman University of Health Science. And my role, at I'm just a very active student member who try to uh, bring their awareness of like why we should advocate for our profession right now to the, to the new classes. Hi guys, thank you. I'm Cecily. I'm also a final year student at Roseman University Health Sciences in the Henderson campus. I don't currently have a role per se. Um, I'm just truly an advocate for the community and our own community within ourselves as pharmacists. Yeah, um, to get this podcast started, let's talk about the state of prescriptive authority for pharmacists in each of our states. So what have state and federal lawmakers allowed pharmacists to prescribe as medications and point of care tests within your state? Yeah, so Hawaii has made significant progress in recent years. Uh, in 2017, we passed legislation allowing pharmacists in the state to prescribe and dispense hormonal contraceptives. And the next year in 2018, we did, did the same for naloxone. We also have a really exciting bill on the table right now that would recognize pharmacist provider status in the state and bolster our ability to continue offering healthcare services that are already allowed under our licensure. Uh, at the federal level, I'm sure many of our listeners have at least some familiarity with the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness, or PrEP Act. Uh, this authorized pharmacists nationwide to order and administer COVID-19 tests and subsequently prescribe and dispense therapeutics when appropriate. I'm hopeful that as lawmakers and the general public have been seeing the utility of pharmacists throughout the pandemic, we can keep this momentum going to further advocate for pharmacy services on the national stage. That's pretty awesome. Um, we actually have been doing similar and if not the same um, outreach as well. We have been doing um, contraceptive and PrEP and PEP. And it's like a big thing because of all of the like um, outreach that that will provide our community and then being able to fill the void of anything that's going on. I know it's a big deal for um, our Medicaid community here in Nevada who have trouble getting into certain offices. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, point of care testing and I know a lot of facilities have uh, these like kiosk setups for like COVID-19 and there's um, flu. 
like a little clinic setting as well for patients who might not be able to get into their actual primary care facility. So stuff like that is actually advancing here in uh, Nevada. And a lot of times it actually goes to like, sort of like the food desert uh, areas that we have. It's something similar to places that aren't really so much, um, I guess, covered by the health disparities that there are in their communities. So it's pretty pretty awesome that we're actually doing similar things in ours. Yes. So from my experience on my Appy rotation, that's uh, I, we have like multiple setting for like screening, especially for like SED clinic and other clinic like Trackby offer like HIV or Hep C testing. So there's like multiple location that's, and then we have the center for like LGBTQ community that's also offer uh, STD, STD testing and HIV and Hep C testing. So there are like a lot of location that offer free testing for the patient. So to bring like the awareness of like how patients should know about like uh, more like, like to educate patients more about like PrEP and PEP and uh, the awareness of HIV. Sounds great. I honestly, I love having the variety of different experiences and you know each state is different with their prescriptive authority and their point of care testing and it's so amazing to hear like where we are going in the future with our prescriptive authority for pharmacists and hopefully like in the future it'll be widespread throughout the whole entire country we'll all eventually i'd hope get onto the same page and be able to experience the same things so now as a fellow student in nevada it took us quite a while to gain that prescriptive authority for PEP and PrEP and oral contraceptives, like what CC and Man have mentioned. Even today, we still have a long way to go in terms of implementing these bills. I know, Man, you have actually played a role in the implementation of these bills, and you helped to advocate with our state association for um, the implementation of these two bills. When um, you did advocate, and anybody else, if you want to talk about it as well, what did you do for your state association? Discuss the journey towards writing and starting these implementations of these bills? So I know that when I was a P1, as one day I got an email from Dr. Kunky, that's who was the founder of the Nevada Pharmacy Alliance. And I was actually like bring my classmate, I brought my classmate Wayne with me to like actually do like be the first two member of the Nevada Pharmacy Alliance. And we tried to apply to be on the board and when you end up like become like uh, the intern committee chair. So we, so, and then later on, we found that that um, Nevada Pharmacy Alliance tried to pass the two bill SB325 for which, I, which is about like PrEP and PEP prescription and then SB190 for oral contraceptive. And so as a student at that time, we just tried to like bring the awareness to all the pharmacists uh, to all the preceptor that we know during our IFI so that they can like, so we can get more awareness and more member to Nevada Pharmacy Alliance. Um, I'll piggyback off of that because um, I also got the email from Dr. Kunky. Clearly we're classmates, but um, being that we did have like the bug in the ear kind of startup like that, um, I didn't have much involvement on the school campus to do anything per se, but 
I actually took all the links in his email screenshots and everything and sent it to all the pharmacists I know and then told them to send it to all their pharmacists. So we had a whole bunch of people vote on it and it was just like insane how um, like word spreads and we all know that, but it was pretty rewarding hearing that my colleagues were also supportive of the idea because it all started with Dr. Kunke's email. And then I also took it to my IPI site. And then like a year later, I believe our second year has started by then, or it was the summer of, and then we got the additional email of the next vote. And then I did the same thing again. And then we were just like, so stoked that it actually got passed. Um, and I think that was like a huge deal for me because I was like, oh, well, duh, like we have power in this, right? Like it's something so simple, but obviously you don't always think of like your text message doing anything, but it just felt good knowing that it could have made a difference if, if that 10 more people would have voted or something. Um, but to piggyback off of that, like I feel like us as students as Roseman, we don't we didn't realize at least at the time that we were, I guess, the lucky few that are actually certified to help with passing the HIV um, awareness sort of tidbit because in our class with Dr. Madison, we end up becoming certified to prescribe if we so do so in our future because we have a class that actually um, provides the hours of the CEs that are required anyway for anyone who wants prescriptive authority. So I feel like we have bragging rights that we were first, but at the same time, <laughs> we didn't realize that we were first and it was such a great opportunity for us. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting as a P1 student getting that email, as Man mentioned, with um, Nevada Pharmacy Alliance recruiting student pharmacists to be involved. And then as the time went on, Man, Dwayne and I, we all joined the Nevada Pharmacy Alliance and student pharmacists, like I didn't honestly know how powerful we could be and how much we can help out with pharmacy policy. We were starting to advocate at Capitol Hill for these passing of these two point of care testing bills and also prescriptive authority. And um, just being able to talk to our legislators and be able to tell them like, oh, this is what pharmacists are capable of and this is what we're able to do. I think it was a very rewarding experience. And then as Cece mentioned, later on our second year of pharmacy school, because we were actually able to take our class on HIV and then be able to get those CE credits towards if we wanted to in the future, being able to prescribe PEP and PrEP and being able to understand like what the process is in Nevada to help our patients and to prescribe those medications after testing. And I think it's just a full circle experience being able to see the power. I know myself, I helped with a lot of social media posts for Nevada Pharmacy Alliance and just something as simple as hopping on Canva and making some posts about these two bills. It helped make a difference, you know? Um, Dylan, I know like from previous discussions that we've had together, you're currently working with your state association on introducing a payment services bill. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about this project? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I've been working with the Government Affairs Committee of the Hawaii Pharmacists Association, and we have a provider status bill that was just introduced into our state legislature a few weeks ago. Uh, what this bill would do is amend the current laws to add pharmacists onto the list of providers that must be reimbursed for medical services. Um, our scope of practice would remain the same, but we would basically have a payment pathway through the medical benefit of insurance plans. In other words, you know, we could bill for the services we're already providing beyond simply dispensing medications. And this is really such an important step towards creating a sustainable business model where 
we're able to continue providing these services to our community. Um, so thank you all for sharing your experiences. Before we go, I just wanted to have a little bit of like final words or recommendations as to what you're going to do or what you would recommend for student pharmacists, you know, calling upon their state and federal lawmakers to enact legislation for supporting and expanding pharmacists' point of care testing and prescriptive authority. So like going forward before we leave this discussion, what would you recommend for student pharmacists to do to get involved? I know I've had a rotation where I actually had experience in both pony care testing and prescriptive authority. And it was super like, I guess, eye-opening in a sense of the expansion and the whole scope of what a pharmacist is capable of. And I know in some states it is moving forward and a lot of states have like ambulatory care, like facilities that actually do this. And like Dylan's working on in Hawaii have the opportunity to do billing for services. And I think that essentially is where it may go in the near future and it just takes a lot of our work to put in and then the support of our pharmacists as well out in the field and i don't think that a lot of people realize that the student force is really important to the advancement of pharmacy uh, because it takes us to work on it to work the kinks out as well for our pharmacists to see it besides their ideas and their experience um, i know like for me i've helped with um, hypertension prescribing and hypothyroidism and it, diabetes management and as well as contraceptive uh, prescriptions and it was just like a whirlwind of oh my god we can go so many places with this and it's just the problem of how are we going to get paid or how do we figure this out um, to where we can provide these services for our patients and then be able to make a living out of it as well. Like it goes further than that, you know, like we don't have to stop, but then again, we have to stop. So just that roadblock, we have to figure out how to get past. And I think it all starts with the pharmacists and the support that we can give them and help them figure out as well. So definitely getting out there and uh, kudos to Dylan for starting it up as well and working on it out there because something as simple as that in any state can actually move us a lot further and push that block away from us, you know. Yeah, and I would say my biggest recommendation is just to, you know, don't be afraid to call or write to your elected officials. You know, sometimes it might not feel like it, but really their job is to be there to help us. Um, but they won't know how to improve our profession unless we tell them. And you got to remember that most of these legislators have no background in healthcare, and they're really relying on us as the experts to advise them on how to move forward. Well, for me, for recommendation for the student pharmacists, I would say become master of what you're doing and then advocate for your profession. And how you can advocate for your profession is how you have conversation and how you coach your patient, what to assess with a, their provider because patients don't know what question to ask. And we are pharmacists, we know what to assess that's going to be matter to the patient. So that's how I get it for my um, ambulatory care rotation that become master of what we're doing, know how to like advocate for our profession and know how to coach the patient to in order to take care of better take care of themselves. So that's what I learned from it. And kudos to Dylan too to like uh promote the bill for 
get pharmacists to get paid for clinical service. Yeah, definitely recommend getting involved. And I just want to like do a little plug in for APHA. But one way that you can easily contact your federal lawmakers and your state and federal lawmakers is by going to actioncenter.pharmacist.com. APHA has actually put together this super cool tool where you can go in and you can tell them like what state you're at and it'll actually pull up your legislators and you'll be able to send them a message just by going through the APHA website. So I highly recommend going to check that out. It's once again, actioncenter.pharmacist.com. Well, thank you everybody for your time and participation in this discussion. I hope you all have enjoyed discussing and learning more about expanding pharmacist point of care testing and prescriptive authority. This has been another episode of the Offscript podcast brought to you by the APHA ASP National Policy Standing Committee.